Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm excited to have my friend Sam as a guest on this week's episode. Sam is a friend, colleague, and longtime fan of the podcast who's interested in discussing the topic of fat phobia and its origins because of her recent journey to find self-love. Growing up in a fat body, she was bullied quite often and has learned how the patriarchy upholds systems of oppression, including within the fat community. If you're interested in this topic, stick around. Hi, Sam. I'm so glad that you uh, decided and chose and volunteered to um, join me as a guest on my podcast. And so I'm excited to learn more about this topic of fat phobia from you. So if you can get us started with how did you become interested in this topic of fat phobia? Yes. So growing up fat, a major highlighted aspect of my identity was my size. Um, I grew up internalizing others' fat phobia and bullying and never really realized how much society had influenced how I felt about myself Mm -hmm. um, until the past few years where I really found community and um, unpacked my internalized fat phobia. Um, I was a victim of diet culture starting at the age of eight years old, which looking back is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, eight-year-olds walking around with diet culture yeah. embedded in their um, in their parenting and everything. Um, but I let others define my worth for so long. And once I found a community of folks who were pro-fat liberation um, and opened up my eyes to a new realm of existence where I can live unapologetically, um, I still have that um, mindset growing up. And I'm thankful that I was able to kind of get out of that a little bit and grow from that. Um, Through this education, I became more passionate about fat liberation and its origins, and I'm continuing to educate others around me as I learn more about myself. Um, And yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that you are just unapologetic about it. And I think that that's one of the big things with this podcast, right, is that we're done apologizing for things that uh, we may have grown up differently with. So um, I know that you had talked with me off uh, off podcast about some of the ways that um, patriarchy plays a role in fat phobia. Can you share a little bit with our listeners? Yes, so fat phobia is rooted in anti-Blackness and can be traced back to the transatlantic slave trade when um, historically white women were told to eat less and maintain a certain body size to differentiate themselves um, from the oppressed. And so um, Sabrina Strings talks a lot about this in her book, Fearing the Black Body. I highly recommend that to all the listeners here. Um, But just a few more facts. So Um, The patriarchy is upheld by the weight loss industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry that preys on insecurities of other folks. Um, Weight loss teas, new magic pills, entire food groups cut out, calorie counting, yo-yo dieting, it just, the list goes on. Um, In 2016, 45% of women of all sizes have said they've delayed doctor's appointments until they lost weight, Mm -hmm. um, which is really sad (laughs) to think about people literally not going to the doctor. Um, 
And in general, 67% of all American women are plus size. Um, and there's not a lot of representation, resources, um, clothing even for plus size women. So it's really sad as well. Right. <laughs> um, BMI is held as the standard for a lot of health measures. And in reality, BMI is BS. Um, it was created by a sociologist um, nearly 200 years ago as a measure of health. And it affects us daily in medical discrimination. Um, people rely on BMI for medical dosing and it doesn't always work. Um, mm -hmm. And in general, it leaves a lot of factors out like cultural um, backgrounds. Um, it was created for white men. So yeah. there's a lot of folks that it leaves out um, in general and it doesn't take into account um, the life factors <laughs> outside of right. your height and weight. Um, so yeah, I'm not a fan of BMI. <laughs> I hope that it, right. we can find a different health measure soon. Right. I was just recently introduced to that concept, Sam, of um, the BMI piece from the health coach that I work with. And um, it's so interesting to dig into that. So I hope that some of our listeners who are interested will dig into that a little bit more. And the resource that you provided will absolutely include that in the show notes. So, so thanks for sharing that. So um, if folks are going through discrimination because of their size, what sort of tips do you have for them? Yes, so I would say to definitely find a community and lean on your peers um, who are also fat. And I use fat in a positive way, in a liberating way, um, because growing up fat was, you know, thrown around as a bad word, but right. I've learned it is not a bad word. And being a part of the fat community has been so eye-opening and they're are so many welcoming humans in that group that it is awesome to be a part of. Yes. Um, I started finding community on TikTok and that is where I've even been a part of a book club since. Um, we read the book, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey mm -hmm. Gordon, which is another amazing book that I highly recommend. Yes. Um, educate yourself on your rights, um, find places and tips to help you navigate the world better. Um, so there are Facebook pages that I'm a part of, um, one of which is called Flying While Fat, which is super helpful for those going on airplanes because airplanes are not built for bigger bodies, sadly. Um, it's just another way that life is discriminatory on fat people um, or industries rather. Um, and then there's also one for fat student affairs professionals um, where I've learned a lot just within the realm of my uh, scope of career. So yeah. that's an awesome Facebook group. Um, and then know that your experiences are valid and important to share with others because without talking to one another about your experiences, they might not know the struggles that you're going through. Um, and you don't always have to educate others, but if they're open to it, um, you know, educating people are, is fun. Right. In my opinion, I like doing it. Right. So I'm thankful to be a part of this podcast. Um, when bullying commences, know that it's not about you. And it's typically about that person's other, like their insecurities, um, because they have internalized fat phobia. And a lot of what's been revealed, even with this whole Taylor Swift debacle of her new music video, um, is that there's a lot of people's fear is being fat. And that, I mean, why? <laughs> why is being fat the biggest fear out there? Right. Um, being fat doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you. So just know that it's not about you entirely. It's about other people fighting those battles and not necessarily, you know, fighting them. Um, I'm going on a tangent. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
um, not necessarily about you. It's mostly about them trying to, you know, educate themselves, but in the wrong way. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate the Taylor Swift piece, right? Like that is a, that's a real and a current sort of thing there. Um, and again, another great resource. We'll make sure that those are in the show notes as well. Um, I'm curious to know what kind of tips you have for folks who are or, or have the power or ability to make change in their work environment. What kind of tips do you have for those folks who are listening? I'd say definitely speak up if there's harassment or bullying. If you hear, um, you know, diet talk, put an end to it. Um, if you hear, you know, comments about somebody's size, speak up because it's not appropriate. Yeah. Um, find your hype, hype squad. Um, I know you've talked about hype squad on your yes. podcast, so uh, definitely surround yourself with that support and chat with them um, if that's more comfortable than chatting directly with the person that might be causing issues. Um, understand what size inclusivity looks like and its origins. Um, again, looking into that book, Fearing the Black Body, has great ideas and um, historical information. Um, yeah, I love that. No, I think about I think about the um, the diet culture conversations at the office, like right the the infamous, uh, if you will, uh, uh, water cooler, right? Like, I, I don't know if people really have water coolers in their workplace, but that conversation that happens like in a kitchenette area or as people mm-hmm. are gathering for lunch, I think that is really powerful stuff. And I know I've certainly fallen into that as I think about like the different. Um, uh, things that I have tried during a weight loss journey. So, um, that's really powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so I know we both work in student affairs and higher education. I'm curious, what are some things that we can do in student affairs and for our folks who don't work in higher education, other work environments that can be more size inclusive, uh, for folks who work at our place of employment? Yes, I love this question. So my for starters, I would say um, if you're getting departmental merch uh, like T-shirts or uh, cardigans or whatever it may be, um, don't share sizes with folks um, in general. That's just not appropriate. And, um, you know, straight size folks might not have an issue with it, but for your plus size friends, just it's not appropriate. So yeah. I'd say to collect sizes, um, you know, independently without sharing them amongst other people. Also make sure that your vendor includes sizes up to a 6X or higher. Um, if it only includes up to a 2X, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get merch and I'm not going to have a polo and then everyone else has a polo and that's just not equitable. Right. So um, keeping in mind what your vendor is capable of and, you know, going to a new vendor if, if they're limited. For sure. Um, thinking about are your size are your spaces size inclusive? So do you have seating for larger bodies? Is there armrests on your chairs if the answer is yes you likely don't have inclusive seating Mm. um you know everybody is built different and the you know little tiny chairs that barely support any weight is not gonna fly for everybody and we might not sit down we might just stand if we enter a space like that um does your conference room have little chairs with armrests like obviously that's not gonna work either so finding bigger chairs or chairs that support more weight is super helpful um, and then calling out stereotypes or jokes as you hear them. And we talked a little bit about it, um, but cutting out the healthy or non-healthy language, mm-hmm. um, what is healthy, right? And if somebody is non-healthy, does that make them less, um, moral 
So right. I, I challenge folks to, <laughs> to think about that later. Um, you know, the comments, I'm going to get diabetes eating this, um, talking about Halloween candy or whatever it may be, that's super fat phobic, but it's also ableist. So maybe cutting that out of your language. Um, and diet talk can be triggering to folks, whether or not they're fat or skinny, um, or straight size, you know, it can be something that is triggering if someone has an eating disorder. So just cutting that out entirely is super helpful. For sure. Um, thinking about your institution's wellness program, is it inclusive at any size? Is there attainable goals that everybody can meet? And are there ways that everybody can get engaged regardless of body size? Um, are group activities inclusive with large weight limits? So things like high ropes courses, I know a lot of folks do that for professional development. A lot of them have weight limits that I definitely surpa surpass personally, and I know a lot of others do as well. And so we won't be doing those. <laughs> so right. just thinking of more inclusive things that everybody's able to do um, of different abilities is helpful. And then do you have resources that are centered, centered around fatness, um, you know, fat liberation, that sort of thing? So there are lots of books I've mentioned too so far, but there are way more that center queer BIPOC fat voices. And I highly recommend everyone, you know, educate themselves and read up on that and maybe have those books in your office. That's awesome. I love that, Sam. You've given us a ton of um, resources for listeners to read or look into. Um, are there any additional resources or, or uh, books or anything that you would recommend? And we'll make sure that all of this stuff is in the show notes, folks, so that you can go and take a look at it as well. But is there anything else that you want to share from a resource lens? Yes. So I actually put a couple links uh, down, one regarding the BMI history, so folks can look into that. There's a NPR transcript from Sabrina Strings herself, um, which talks a little bit about her book and more about her experiences. And then I have a YouTube video from uh, Aubrey Gordon interviewing someone about um, the what we don't talk about when we talk about fat. So I link some of those below as a glimpse, but there are a lot more. Um, but again, getting a part of it, being a part of a community, it definitely shines light on what resources are available. So the more you start talking about it and educating yourself on it, the more you will discover more resources. Absolutely. This is good information, Sam. I'm so grateful that you've been willing to share it. And kind of as we wrap up here and start to think about the end of this episode, are there any final thoughts that you want to share with listeners as they're listening to and thinking about and having maybe some aha moments on this topic? I'd say just uh, start loving yourself a little bit more. Um, start you know, when you hear those thoughts of I might not be good enough, you know, combat them with two positive thoughts. Um, I am good enough and I'm also awesome. You know, whatever that might look like, um, start loving yourself a little bit more and it will leak out and spread out to others and you loving others a little bit more. And I think it's been incredibly helpful to be on this journey. And it's sad it took me so long to get here, but also try not to beat yourself up if you're, you know, over 40 and listening to this and you have an aha moment. Like, that's awesome. I want people to understand that they can exist and live unapologetically. And I think that's also Michelle's goal in her podcast. So yes. um, 
thank you all for listening. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thanks so much, Sam. Um, thanks to everyone for listening on this topic. I, I think that this is such an important and powerful topic for us to explore, especially as women, especially as we enter the holidays. And we're going to hear so much more about um, what not to eat or how much not to eat. Eat, friends. Eat and be healthy and um, nourish your body in the way that it's meant to be nourished. So. Um, thanks for joining us again this week for our, this week's affirmations. And I'm going to borrow from Sam as she shared some in her uh, notes that she had sent me. So I'm done apologizing for wearing things I feel confident in. I'm done apologizing for nourishing my body without counting the calories. I'm done apologizing for taking up space. Thanks so much, friends. I really appreciate you spending time with this podcast. And remember, if you love this podcast, like this episode, or think someone would really enjoy it, make sure that you like, follow, and share this podcast. Screenshot this episode or any episode that you might be listening to and share it out on your social media. Make sure you tag me at at, at done.apologizing on Instagram. Um, and I would love to be able to reshare what episodes you are listening to and how you are getting your takeaways from them. Also, make sure you turn on your notifications so you know when a new episode drops. They drop every Monday, friends, so make sure that you stick around. If you know someone who would be an amazing guest on this podcast, someone who has something to share, or maybe you yourself have a passion project that you want to share about, make sure that you are filling out the form at the link in the show notes or in the bio on my Instagram account. I'd love to hear from you or from the folks that you want to hear from. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this and I'm here for you.